0: Coach Joe Lucas, and welcome to this episode of your Practice Power Podcast. Hey, welcome to Friday, and uh, welcome to uh, a long holiday weekend, and for many of you, this day probably couldn't come fast enough with the all the gyrations, the volatility, the uncertainty, the adversity going on in the world markets today. Uh, first off uh, we have a uh, number of different issues and topics that I want to cover in our time today. Uh, I want to tell you what's going on, and what I'm hearing, what I'm experiencing, what I'm seeing with some of my coaching work, uh, so that uh, I'm going to give you a global perspective of kind of what's going on. So you're not just in your little rabbit hole on your little island uh, in your own head, if you will, uh, looking at things myopically. I want to give you more of a global, unvarnished perspective, not what your firm wants to, you to te- you know wants to hear and the Kool-Aid that they want you to drink. I'm going to tell you the truth and what's really going on going on out there, along with where the opportunities are. So we'll talk about that. Also want to spend some time today talking to you about adversity. Everybody's favorite subject, you know, our industry, right? Death, taxes, compliance, and adversity, right? The four horsemen, if you will. So we're going to spend some time today uh, really digging in on adversity um, because it's here, right? Uh, no more free lunch, if you will. And A, what you need to do to put yourself in a resourceful state, and B, where the, again, where the opportunities are. So a couple things we want to cover today, and I know a lot of you are uh, heading out uh, for a weekend and a well-deserved weekend, so we'll talk a little bit about that. And uh, well, well, let's just jump into it, right? 30 minutes uh, goes pretty fast. So let's talk about kind of... This week, obviously, as you know, I'm, um, I'm not just a creator of content and, and think strategically. I, I always have and always will, to the day I stop doing what I do, work individually with advisors, in the trenches, so to speak. So I'm not just running, you know, I'm not one of those coaches that kind of runs around and does a bunch of talks and dog and pony shows and things like that. I dig in with my clients, some, which, some of which I've had for over two decades personally, and we have impact. So with that being said, what I see is interesting. Uh, First off, globally speaking, uh, I don't have any clients calling me up with 911s. You know, I've got a bunch of clients that wanna bail out, talk them off the ledge. You know, it, it is totally a different feel than it did in the fall of 08 and the spring of 09. So good news is, nothing going on. Now, again, we all have, I'm sure as you do, you're, you know, you're nervous people like we always talk about, right? Hey, look, look they're always going to be around. And what you've got to tell them to do, as my uh, colleague uh, Jay Morland says in The Emotional Investor, tell them to show off TV, chill out, and go live their lives, right? And basically, that's what you've got to remind them to do. But other than that, quite frankly, pretty quiet. What I am seeing, though is, you know, I think there's a high percentage of advisors who are actually more emotionally impacted on the negative side to what's going on in the markets today than I think the end client. And so I think we have an industry challenge, an industry problem, if you will. So then the question becomes, well, why do we have this, right? And to me, what it boils down to is what I call emotional fitness emotional muscles, right? So, so let me kind of walk you through this. If you're, if you're an athlete and you train a certain way for a certain sport, certain event, and you did that at high levels because you competed on a regular basis, and then you stopped competing for, oh, let's just say about six years. And then you had to go, and then all of a sudden you had a pop-up event and you had to go compete there's no way that your muscles are in condition to fire off to produce the same results as they did six years ago because you're just not conditioned for it. Well, mentally and emotionally, we have these muscles. And if you really think about it, when's the last time you had to really kind of use these muscles? Fall of 08, spring of 09, and here we are, you know, February of 2016. We haven't, as an industry, had to deploy these emotional muscles, so they've atrophied, just like a physical muscle would. And now we gotta go gear back up, right? And so here's the good news. If you, if you did a good job in 08, 09, you can absolutely crush it in this environment. Let me say that again. If you did okay, and I just said okay, in 08, 08 and 09, you can absolutely crush in this environment. You have to get back to your mental and emotional muscles. You've got to recondition them. You've got to exercise them. We'll talk about what that looks like in a little bit. But that's what I see. I, just, I see a lot of, again, advisors out there who have just forgotten what a market like this feels like and have forgotten how to talk to their clients, how to process the information, how to focus. Because it's been more than a half a decade since we've had to do this. So these are, so this is one of the challenges that we have, and what you need to do, and I'll give you some strategies in a little bit on what you need to do to get, A, keep, keep your head in the game, and B, if your head's not in the game, how do we get it back into the game? So, with that being said, let's talk about adversity. Now, I've got a whole e-learning series on practice power about adversity, and I'm going to kind of give you the cliff notes on it uh, in this podcast today. So adversity primarily comes in two flavors, external adversity and internal adversity, okay? What's an external, adver- external adversity are things, situations, conditions that occur that you have no direct influence on. The weather, the stock market, right? Things like that, so things you cannot control. They're outside, you think you control them, but you really don't, they're outside of your control. That's external adversity. Internal adversity are things you do to yourself to screw yourself up. Health, what you eat, addictions, laziness, procrastination, economics, being a bad you know, uh, bad manager of your own capital and your own wealth, your own money, right? In other words, shooting yourself in the foot. Internal adversity. Now, in a person's life, so I don't care what you do for a living, what, you, what your uh, you know, vocation is, Adversity is always going to be around as adversity makes, here's the reality, adversity makes character. Without adversity, you don't grow. I want you to think of it this way. Adversity are the weights that one has to lift mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually to become great. Without adversity, you'd be bored. You'd have nothing to overcome. So adversity is part of the recipe of life, and adversity is also part of the recipe of success. Cannot do it without it. Here's the other reality. How you handle adversity has a major impact on your level of success. How you handle adversity has a major impact on your level of success. Because anybody can do this business, and I believe this, if you can get licensed, anybody can do this business at you know what I'll call at an average level in a good environment, in a benign environment. You know, You don't have to be a rocket scientist to go do this. However, fortunes are made when you can navigate and be proactive and grow in the midst of the storm. Adversity. Because 80% of your competitors fold their emotional tent and go in hiding. And what does hiding look like in their industry? Watching TV, watching the markets, you know, staring at that screen with all the little red flashy numbers, right? The, what I call the economic car wreck, if you will. Because that's what they do and they get paralyzed and they take no action. So what happens? They get further and further and further. You condition yourself to now become a victim. And then what you, because here's what happens. Look what the market's doing. Look what the Chinese are doing. Look what the Fed's doing. And you blame it on everybody else and you create this victim identity. See, I can't do this because of this. And that's total BS. Total BS. You know, as challenging as it may be from a portfolio standpoint, right, we have to remember that there's always a flip side. Man, there's always two sides to every coin. There's always a silver lining in every cloud. And our silver lining, it has always has been this case, is when people are losing money and they're not hearing from their current advisor, they become what I'll call they become, they get high levels of pain. Remember this, most human beings will forgive a lack of communication, a lack of caring, in this industry if they're making money. Apathy, right, for lack of a better term. So if you talk to a, so two years ago, if you're talking to a prospect, I'm not thrilled with my advice, I don't really hear from them. This is what it sounds like, right? And then what happens is they say, "Well, yeah, but I want to, I want to see what happens. I don't know what, I don't know if I want to make any changes right now. And you hear this song and dance, why? Because there's nothing compelling. You, there's, you cannot show them such a better mousetrap. It's going to compel them to change. But now, I'm losing my, I opened my statement up, or I went online, and I'm down. I'm down significantly and I haven't heard from the SOB, I'm pissed. And now I want to seek change. Remember the saying, no pain, no change. That's human being dynamic 101. If a human being is not in enough pain, why should they change? Right? So with that being said, you know, what we have seen, and I would say across my entire client base, is an uptick in unsolicited referrals, in prospects calling back in and saying, hey, can I come back in? And we're starting to see the marketplace take some action. Why? Pain. But if you're an advisor who's got their head up their butt because you are got all this external adversity and you're watching the train wreck and you're blaming everything else, you will not be able to take advantage of it. And therein lies the biggest issue, travesty of a lot of people's careers. The inability, the, the lack of being able to go ahead and take that action, okay? So, we've defined adversity, what it does. Now let's talk about what, what, what is your job, what's your role? Are you paid by your clients to stare at a screen? And to be pissed off, angry, upset, depressed. Is that what your clients pay you for? I thought they pay you because you're supposed to be the unemotional one. You're the one who's supposed to be able to talk them off the ledge. But if you're on the ledge yourself, how are you going to do that? That's the biggest problem. You are hired. You may not have realized this, but I'm going to give you a little secret. The reason why most human beings engage a financial advisor is they want connection, they want communication, they want collaboration, they want certainty. That's what they want. It may manifest itself in a financial plan, and an allocation, and a review process, but emotionally, those are the four things a human being wants when they engage in an advisor. Because if they don't want that, guess what they do? They go a do it themselves, and now we have this whole new thing happening called the technology piece, or you know, as we term it, robo advisor, right? Where, well, I don't need all I don't want all that emotional garbage. I'm just gonna go, I need I need a plan and allocation, and I'm gonna set it and forget it, right? This is why people hire you. But You cannot do those things if you're so freaked out and worried about you. So your role is to be the master communicator, the master coach, the master influencer. And you have to give your clients a sense of communication, a sense of certainty, a sense of conviction. Those are the things that matter. Those are all emotional. And if you're tapped out... Because you're so freaked out, you do not have the emotional reservoirs, the emotional muscles, right, to go ahead and do this effectively and you will be dead. That is the truth. If you can rise and stay focused and do things and keep your mind and your head in the game and take care of you, and I'll explain what that means in a little bit, all things are possible. Good news. It's your choice. That's what matters, because that's what, at the end of the day, what your clients and prospects want from you. An advisor's one of the advisor one of an advisor's prime deliverable, prime objective, prime directive. People engage you for certainty. Tell me it's going to be okay. Tell me I'm doing the right thing. You know, you know, what do you think? Right? That's what it sounds like. What they're really saying is, I'm incongruent. I have doubt. Pick me up, lift me up, get me back on the train. But you can't do that if you don't have yourself squared out. That's what has to happen. And the problem is that most of this industry still talks technical. You all think you're a bunch of technicians and, you know, you've got this sense of things and it's wrong. We're in the communication, like I said on one of my previous podcasts, we're in the communication education business. We're in the influence business. We're in the teaching business. We're in the coaching business. That's where you're going to make your money. Ne- you're starting to make your money now. Ten years from now, that is the business. Hate to tell you. And let me throw this also on, on you all, since so it's Friday and I'm feeling pretty good. When you get inside your own head, when you're worrying about you, right? Oh, look at my asset base. It's down. My production's down. My fee-based assets are down. All about you. That's one of the most selfish things you can ever do as a human being. You're making it all about yourself. All about you. Who are you? Hey, you can go out there and get new clients. You can go ahead and ask for referrals. You can go out, out there and buy a book. You can go out there and sunset an advisor. You've got a retired couple, and their money's going down because the market's going down. What are their odds and opportunities? What, are they going to sell a kidney, a body part? And here you are worried about you. Selfish. Unprofessional. If you're in your head, you're dead. So keep thinking about yourself. Instead of thinking about how do I help other people? How do I help other people on a massive scale? How do I give certainty to the masses that need it? How do I get the word out to my client base that I'm here, ready to help? I may not be able to make the money right now. I may not have a silver bullet investment idea, but I I can help them and ease their emotional pain because that's what this business is about. So let's talk a little bit about what you need to do for you. So, adversity. Right now, again, I don't know your personal situation. I'm gonna focus on the external adversity, right? What's going on, with swirling around us? Things we have no control over. Couple things. Just get out of your trance and get conscious for a second and ask yourself this question, what is going on, what does this mean, what do I believe? Then what I want you to do, I want you to go back to the fall of 08 and the spring of 09, and what were you thinking back then? Because that was a real crap storm. And yet here we are. Right? I mean, I remember those days, there was some question by some of you, whether or not there would actually be a business in tomorrow or a stock market on Monday, right? Or certain firms. This is not that. So first thing, get present, shut the news off, shut your monitor off, Have a meeting with yourself. What's going on? Next, maintain your ritual and discipline. What do I mean by that? Morning ritual. Mental diet, exercise, nutrition. You must take care of yourself because your emotional output is going to be greater. Whenever we have volatile markets, bear markets, whatever you, again, whatever you want to label this, your emotional output is radically increased because now you're just just not having some fluff conversation with a client. Remember, when people are pissed off, or, or or upset, or angry, that is not the core emotion. Anger is a byproduct of fear. I'm afraid I'm going to lose all my money. I'm afraid I'm not going to have. Enough, I'm, I'm not going to be able to stay retired. I'm afraid of everything. Right? I'm afraid of what may happen. And it manifests itself different ways. So when somebody's mad at you or upset or angry remember they're not mad at you. They're not upset with you. They're afraid. And sometimes that takes a lot of emotional energy, a lot of emotional bandwidth to get that person back on board. And for some of you quite frankly you need to get yourself back on board. So so again ritual discipline. Morning ritual mental diet You have to practice the art of extreme self-care. Got to take care of number one. Because at the end of the day, if you don't take care of you, you're no good to anybody. You're no good to your clients, your family, your prospects, your colleagues, your team. You're nothing. You must take care of yourself. And I don't want to hear, well, the market's i got to be here because the market. Bull crap. That's your excuse. That's the story you're telling yourself. Go serve other people. Stop worrying about yourself and your business and what this means to you. That is so selfish. It makes me want to vomit. Go help other people. Okay. Couple of things, real quick. What, what must you do right now? So again, take care of yourself. Get proactive, make the calls, check in with your clients, do more touch-based calls, over-serve them, over-communicate to them. Do that. If you can't make them money, show them that you care. Bottom line. And oh, by the way, while you're doing it, the opportunity, here's what I believe. I believe that I would, and I don't have a number, and I don't have, I'm not going to do a poll or go or go do anything. This is just my gut, and I always trust my gut. I believe a vast majority of this industry has checked out. They're seven years old, six to seven years older from '08, O9. You know, they're on the, you know, in their minds. Hey, we have peaked. From my, as far as my crap business is concerned, now I'm going to write it down, or I'm going to sunset out, or I'm going to sell it. I'm just going to not deal with it. And yet, there's all these boomers retiring. And there's less advisors to help them. And the advisors who are here, most of them ain't worth much these days. This is the opportunity to go serve other people to help. Go give an hour to tell all your clients I'm going to give any human being that you want to send my way an hour of my time to talk to them, to educate them, to help them, to give them a path. Even if they're not not qualified for me economically, I will help them. Go serve others. That stuff comes back ten, a hundredfold. Instead of watching CNBC, go help a human being. You'll feel better about yourself. That's not a bad thing. And who knows? Maybe it'll turn into a client. But get external. Don't sit here and just wallow in your stuff because of what's going on. It will not do anything. Your mission is to serve other human beings, to talk them off the ledge, to give them certainty, conviction, right, a vision. But you gotta have it yourself. And in there lies their great opportunity. It is easier to build. Listen to me on this. It is easier to attract assets. It is easier to acquire new clients in market conditions such as this, because the pain threshold is that much higher. And it's not that you've got this better mousetrap. It's just the people say, yeah, "I gotta get off this boat. It's sinking. I'm not happy." That's the opportunity. But again, you can only take advantage of it if you've got your head on straight, you've got your plan, you've got your physical energy, you're vibrant, you've got your emotional energy, and you've got your mental mastery. If you do not have those things, it will not happen for you. The beauty of what I just said, you control all of that. So, I want you to all have a great Presence Day long holiday weekend. For many of you, my suggestion is rest, recuperate, reorganize, and let's go ahead and get ready to roll, right? Have a great weekend, I'll see you in seven days.